everybody. Welcome to the Marriage Be Hard podcast. I'm your host, Miss Melissa Frederick Smith Kiff on stage. I'm here by my lonesome because Kevin is away on official Hollywood duty. Okay. He is being interviewed by the interviewers. And so if you're watching this and the news hasn't come out that he's gotten the job, because you know Hollywood take a long time to make their decisions, send up the prayers, send up the good vibes that he is doing what needs to be done. So he can secure the bag, the job, and the favor. Amen. Amen. If this is your first time here on the Marriage Be Hard podcast, we bring some of our favorite couples together and we just talk about marriage. Okay, we're going to shed a light on the beauty that is marriage and a little bit of sometimes the reality that sometimes it's a little bit hard. Okay, we wrote a book about it because sometimes it's hard. Let me let me just make this clear. This is going to be a long introduction. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time. Marriage is hard. But that doesn't mean you married the wrong person. I, I feel like sometimes people get that confused. Marriage is hard because you're bringing two people together to create one life. And that can be hard. Have you ever done a group project? Do y'all agree on everything? Probably not. You ever, you ever been to work and not agree with your coworker or your boss, but y'all got one mission to complete? That's what marriage is for life. And so just because it's hard sometimes don't mean you married the wrong person. It just means you human, they human, and y'all got different opinions. Okay, very good. I don't know who that was for, but I felt it in my spirit. So I'm going to go ahead and lay it off. So who do we have today? We have, you guys may not know this. Kevin has family in high places. Okay, y'all don't know it, but he do. And so today we have Brandon and Christabel Clay. They are the pastor and first lady of Reformation Memphis Church. Okay, they are parents. They are on the social media. They are husband and wife and they are Kevin's aunt and uncle. Please help us welcome the Clacks. <laughs> Thank you for having us. We're so excited, yeah. so excited, so excited. So before we get into it, they are obviously in separate places for the sake of the people tell us why y'all in separate places so we are both ministering in two different cities this weekend so uh this morning i was preaching for a church in virginia uh here in virginia and um my session was this morning and he is in another city and he's preaching tonight so yeah <laughs> we're in two different places <laughs> Which is often, I may reverse in the engineer this uh, episode a little bit, but I feel like that is often the case of um, couples in ministry where your time is being split so many different ways. So how do you guys find the time to, <laughs> I almost want to sing that, remember me, <laughs> but how do, you, how do you find the time not only for each other, but you still have children at home. So being parents, but before we go to the parent part, I want to talk about you guys. How do you guys find the time to ensure that you are remembering each other and that your the ministry and um, what you're pouring into people isn't always, because it will be sometimes, but isn't always at the sacrifice of, of you two? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we have kind of figured out how to balance it really well. Um, you know, for one, I posted this last week, like, I don't let him forget me. So I'm sending the pictures and I'm, you know, I'm reminding him of what he's missing at home. So <laughs> that I love that, like, we'll send each other text messages, you know, we'll just letting each other know that we're thinking about one another, because it does, I don't want to say it gets lonely, because I we've been in ministry so long, I want to say I'm used to it. Um, but more recently, he has been way busier on the road than me. Mm -hmm. So last uh, week, I would say, I think it was like a nine day, like ministry trip. He was gone for nine days straight and I was holding it down at home. I don't get sad or frustrated or you need to be home. I'm doing it all by myself, a single mom. Like I don't feel that way um, because he's still very much invested when he comes home. Uh, as soon as he landed, Noah was like, dad, let's play 2K. And he spent hours with Noah, even though I knew he was exhausted, even though I wanted my time. You know, he does a really great job of letting the kids know that they're important to him and that he missed them. And then, you know, takes care of me at night. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Melissa, I, I think for me, probably the biggest thing that I, I think is important is that she not feel less than because it looks like I'm in hotels with steak dinners and people in fancy clothes. And so I, I do my best to try to even the playing field so that she feels the priority of whatever it is that I'm involved in and, and vice versa. And I also believe for whatever America or whatever people like about us, I honestly believe in marriage, a nude a day keeps the gray away. <laughs> I really believe that. Listen to me. First of all, y'all know how I feel about news because I just believe folks be hacking your phone. However, however, <laughs> let me tell you what I appreciate. I'm happy we're going there straight off the back. Okay, we've been here for three minutes. Are we here? Yes, we are. Welcome. Uh, this is what I love. And this is literally, I just talked to them in like the pre-production that I want to talk about. That I feel like in the christian world specifically and i don't know if it's this way in like white church you know white church but like i feel like in black church we want our our children and our you know the flock and the congregation to do right so bad all of us want to make it in and, and this isn't like to demonize the people or condemn the people because i know they're trying their hardest to just have us all on the straight and air we all trying to make it in okay yeah. but i do feel like we demonize sex and so sometimes having conversations that are simply like christabel said i'm trying to have him remember me <laughs> not because i believe he gonna forget me but yeah. so he don't forget me Okay, there's a difference in the tone. I hope you caught it. Is that I want him, I, we got to keep this thing spicy. My husband gone for nine days. Listen, hey, boo, how you doing? All right, I'm doing all right. Actually, I'm not doing all right. You want to see how I could do better? Like, these are things that sh adult married people should be doing and i appreciate the fact that not only are you doing it but you're normalizing it so that other christian people can know this is okay to do is this an intentional like I, obviously it's just the two of you but like is it intentional and in like what you're trying to represent to your congregation or what it means to be saved and married like how does this all land on you guys I think so. I, you know, I, we have a lot of young married couples that ask us, you know, for advice and counseling and everything. And I feel like the most important thing to me, like if I growing up pastors or anyone around that spoke about sex and the importance of it and all of those nuances, I feel like I would have been like, I feel like we're doing it now for other people that need it because we never had that. 100%. And so they're going through situations where, you know, early on in the marriage, you know, when you get mad and angry, you're withholding because that's the one thing like you need and you can't have it because I'm mad at you. You know, it's like all of those things now that we're realizing you can't withhold whether you're mad or not, like you shouldn't, mm -hmm. you know, and just all of those things that we want to be an example and let people know if you are in Christ and you're married you should be having sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not weird. And I think us talking about it and normalizing it, just, it's fun for us. And I think some people are like, oh, like I didn't need TMI, you know. But I think for us, it's fun and it's really our life. I mean, you know, it's not weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, um, what's not going to work is if I beat my chest and demand. Uh, backflips and splits and you know all kind of special treatment you know we, you've you've got to massage the sex life yes is what I try to tell the guys you know the, I can't tell you how many guys or pastors um are I told my wife she needs to be doing with Christmas I said hey man I'm gonna be counseling you in divorce soon come on come you on cannot compare your wife to the willingness of mine right because that is She's willing like that because of the mutual friendship and con I laugh at Melissa at least 17 memes an hour. <laughs> if I do not laugh at these Instagram memes, I can expect no free videos at the end of the evening. So there, there are things that I have to participate in. 
but because of my wiring, um, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm willing to get to the end game. Yeah. Come so I, on. I invest. Yes. I invest in what makes her happy. Because this is called a ROI. You guys, this is the return on the investment. Okay. He's trying to cash in at the end of the night, but you got to invest. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that was a word. Somebody was going to catch it. What advice do you have for like, christian men and women young people or even older people for that matter that are struggling in embracing their um sexuality maybe as a consequence of the purity culture or hello somebody that's me um good girl syndrome or good boy syndrome because there are men who have this or like what advice do you give those those couples i think i would start with asking being okay with asking your spouse what do they like Mm-hmm. And then you got to really ask yourself, am I in this for my comfort or am I in this for mutual gain? Mm. So if I've got to learn uh, how to adapt to the things that she likes, then in my heart, if I love her, then I want to start talking to Brandon about falling in love with the special places that she likes being spoken to or touched or held or movies that I'm going to have to watch. I got to, I got to fix my mind clack that this relationship is not about your priorities first. That's good. If you'll start to embrace the things that she likes, I, I guess essentially I, I would suggest to anybody in any form of relationship, a version of you is going to have to die. Mm. There, there is a part of the you you've always been with that you're going to have to preach the eulogy for that guy or that girl and embrace taking on another life, or you'll be fighting for what you think you deserve your whole marriage. Oh my goodness, Britt. Oh, oh, wait, 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 I have more questions. I don't want you to be pastory and preachy, but also here we are. Um, <laughs> that, that the idea of dying in a relationship, uh, when you initially, after I got the explanation, I got it, but initially it felt counterintuitive because you almost feel like I want you to embrace me and all of me. So how are you, say it again for the people who may be like, I don't really know, Brandon, I don't really know. <laughs> all, all of me without Christabel loving me is going to feel like slavery. Mm, okay, okay. Like she is not built to watch Monday Night Raw. Got you. But over 17 years, she has fallen in love with the wrestlers because she loves me. I understand. So they bring me joy. So she, uh, the Christabel that was once alive on Monday nights, that Christabel is dead. <laughs> but I didn't demand that she die to her normal schedule. I guess she just saw the joy a body slam brought me. <laughs> <laughs> and she jumped on, but, but Melissa, she was only willing to, right. because I embrace the Kardashians. Come on. Did you watch last night's episode? Cause the new season is yeah. out girl. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I watched it last night. <laughs> I, 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 have, I, have embraced makeup. Like, I have to, I have to watch it tonight. <laughs> No, actually, I get this. I get what you're saying because I think uh, Kev actually made a video very similar to this about the wallpaper example. I got, uh, I'll share it for the people who don't know. Um, I'm redecorating, and by redecorating, I mean decorating for the first time, his office. <laughs> and so um, I got this new, this wallpaper that I put up and I, I honestly, I got a sample of it and I was like, I don't really know. This is feeling too glam. So I was trying to get his opinions on it, which he I mean, maybe it'll be too glam, maybe not. Uh, yeah, whatever you say, I'm going to just kind of mirror what you're talking about. Um, and so the day that it got, I decided to go with it. So the day we got it put up, I was out shooting or something. I think I was actually on set. So anyway, I'm like, when the guy comes, I need you to like, I need to verify that it's not too glam. I need to verify I'm going to like it. Okay. I know it's for you, but I need to know that I'm going to like it. So like, uh, FaceTime me and send me video so I can follow the progress because if in the middle of it I need to tell him to stop <laughs> I need enough control to tell him to stop don't finish this job consider it complete don't put another panel up this is done I don't like it it's ugly in fact take it down okay take your time you was gonna finish the second half and use that to take it down um, 
and I ended up really liking it. And Kev, does he care? No. But because it did bring me the joy and the happiness to see the wall complete, and I actually really like it, that he enjoys it too. And I think we do this, which is so interesting. I think we end up doing this with our children. We're going to take a break from this episode and tell you about BetterHelp because this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, over here in the Kevin Stitch universe, we love therapy. We all attend therapy. I just told you guys I started my own um, life coaching therapy session and it's actually been going really, really well. We're about three or four sessions in and um, she's been really, really great at helping me. First, we're starting with just like the meditation part of the day. So I wake up in the morning and I'm starting to meditate to kind of center me and ground me so I can have like some peace and calm instead of immediately grabbing my phone. Um, And we're just starting to align and focus on the things that I value in my life to help me make um, better decisions across like all aspects of my life. So it's been going really, really well. Of course, we all know you probably go to your mama. Okay, I understand your mama offers great advice. I know she do. But this is the thing your mama's not a licensed therapist. Okay, she just doesn't have the tools and the interventions to give you the things that a licensed therapist can. That's no shade or disrespect to your mama because she want the best for you. Okay, I know she do because my mama want the best for me. But she don't have all the answers, Sway. She don't have all the answers. And so finding a therapist that you can talk to that's going to be um, a third party that's going to give you advice that's very unbiased and it's going to come from an education, a research, and a um, licensed perspective is always going to be extremely helpful. The great thing about BetterHelp is that it is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. And you never have to do the awkward, it's not you, it's me, breakup conversation. You have, you fill out a questionnaire, they send you um, a list of therapists, you sign up with one, you decide, "Ah, ah, ah, it's just not working the way I thought it would. You tell the app, you don't have to tell the person. And then the app tells the person, look at you, you don't even have to do the awkwardness of it all. Okay. And I know that can be awkward. Um, They do it all for you. So if you're thinking about starting uh, therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Again, you're just going to fill out a brief questionnaire. You're going to get matched with the licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MBH today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MBH. H. Thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. And now let's get back to it. And for some reason, we become very precious about it when we're talking about our spouse. If your kid likes Monday Night Raw, you suddenly are finding the facts and the information about all of the wrestlers so you can share that information with your child and have that bond and have that moment. Uh, Isaiah just put in the chat chat the other day that somebody joined somebody's team. Don't give me the line. I don't know it. Damian Lillard. That's exactly who it was. You better know exactly what I'm talking about. Listen, I was in the chat just as excited once they verified that we needed to be excited because I wasn't sure at first. I was like, are we happy he gone or happy he coming? I don't know. Somebody give me a little bit of clarity. Oh, we happy? Listen, woohoo! We're so excited. Girl, give me the pom-poms and the cheerleaders because, yes, he's done joined the team. Okay, yes. Do I care? No, I didn't remember the young man's name till right now. But because my it matters to my child, it matters to me. And for some reason, I don't think we always um, – we're always willing to reciprocate that interest in our spouse that we are in our children when it's literally the same bond and connection. I just made that connection right now. That's so interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that's really good. I think something in society, specifically for black men, has tried to program us that an intelligent, confident black woman, if you let them get too far ahead of you, you'll be in trouble the rest of your life. And I don't agree with that if you care about the person you're with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I would encourage every couple, every, whether you're dating, whether you're married or not, you're gonna have to invest in at least something that that other person likes or else they're gonna feel like they are shackled to only your desires. That's good. It's like uh, last thing and I'll get to your love story. Have you seen the movie, um, The Breakup? with uh, Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn. Yes. 
Yes. First of all, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It. it is my one of my favorite relationship movies of all time. I just love it so much. Anyway, uh, there's a, a point in which uh, Vince Vaughn's character's friends are talking about like the baseball games that they attend. And they're like, uh, he's like, Vince Vaughn is like, we go to the baseball games all the time. And they're like, no, we go to the baseball games. I don't know Chicago's baseball team, the White Sox, mm-hmm. the Cubs. Okay, we're going to go with Cubs. We only go to this game because the Cubs are playing. We only go to, you You know, we've been to a, whatever his team was. No, we only go because the Cubs were playing. We've done this. No, we only go to that because it's what you like to do. And so mm-hmm. their point was we never do what we want to do. This is a one-sided friendship. We're only doing the things because you enjoy it. And I only get to do the things that I enjoy when it's also something that you enjoy. That's a friendship nobody wants to be in. That's going that's that's grounds for resentment. That's yeah. grounds for like and we don't have anything really in common. I'm going to have to find another friend to talk about things I'm interested in because I can only talk to you about things you're interested in. And that's not reciprocity. And Lauren Hill said something about reciprocity in that song i can't remember the lyrics child, <laughs> but y'all know the song and the lyrics and the lauren hill song and somebody put it in the comments because i don't remember it but she said that it. even reminds me uh dear of when your love for back rubs and then you found a way to make it enjoyable for me but but recently yeah, i've been getting accused that these back rolls is only leading to my expected end well, I've seen I've seen Melissa even post about this. Come on, it's like a universal like men don't want to just ba- rub our back without no. receiving something. Correct. Be- <laughs> Correct. Now listen. Now I just want the rub of the bag. That's it. <laughs> let's let's read the instructions before we get started. Rub back. That's that's the whole paper. That's it. Just oh, that's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. In, in our heads, we see it as an opportunity. Oh, okay. We like opportunity because I always thought y'all saw it as an invitation. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw it as an that, opportunity. That too. I feel like that he uses different words to try to trick me. <laughs> <laughs> but we're but on to like- you say opportunity because then that sounds like a good thing but no i just want my back rub with you not getting anything 100 <laughs> that's it that's all okay that's it that's all. or and if you can't do that how about you give me a gift certificate massage envy okay how about <laughs> we just get a, a gift certificate to because mas- what they gonna do is all that's on the job description okay that's it <laughs> All right, let's take it all the way back because I actually do not know your love story. So tell us how you met. This is all the good stuff, all the warm and fuzzy. How did you all meet? I'll let you tell it since this is such a pet peeve. (laughs) This is my favorite story to tell. Okay. So (laughs) my sister, my older sister, and his older brother okay. are the first ones that started dating. Oh, okay. They met before we met. And somehow every time they would hang out, I became like the third wheel. And I would always be with them. So at the light, you know, they would kiss and I'd be like, it's green. And it wasn't, you know, like yeah. I was just that obnoxious little sister. So one day he was like, oh my God, you are just like my brother. You have to meet my brother. Y'all are just the same. And so... Uh, that summer he was gone. Oh, I don't know why. Oh, he was. was summer. I was in a Pentecostal Assemblies of the World Holiness Youth Camp where Come we played Rapture Drill. Child, if y'all ain't churchy, I don't know what is. <laughs> so we didn't do all that. <laughs> he was on another level. He was GAW. I was UPC. Okay. But, you know, we were both crazy. Wait, what's of- UPC? I don't know this acronym. So UPC is United Pentecostal. United oh. Pentecostal. It was kind of like the white version of, you know, P-A-W. The, the big buns. That you probably have seen them walking around Got with it. skirts, all that. So that was my upbringing. Okay. Um, anyways, when I finally meet him, he comes back like toward the end of the summer when it was getting ready to stand. And 
they were like, let's go to the movies. Like, it'll be us. And then you and Brandon can go. And I said, no, I don't want it to feel like a, a double date. Wait, I how old are know. you guys? We need ages. Okay. We were 16. Okay. We were 16. So um, we end up going, but I invite my friend, okay. one of my best friends to be a buffer. Side note, that was not my fault. Keep going. <laughs> I invited her because I was like, I don't want it to feel like a double date. So can you come? Because, you know, I don't like maybe we could just all hang out together, whatever. We get to the movies. We're watching. What is it? The big shark movie with Samuel, with Samuel Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> uh, in too deep, I think. Okay. We're watching the movie. And my friend that I bring as a buffer is sitting on his lap <gasps> and she's all over him and she's like ah, like girl go home first of all you're <laughs> off your posts okay you had one job go home you're off the clock go do you hear me i was so irritated because i was like okay we're not dating like we're not i get that but you didn't have to go and like insert yourself into it. And now I feel like the fifth wheel. Exactly. Like, so I, the rest of the night, I was so annoyed. Rightfully he so. He trying to talk to me like after the, the movie in the lobby, we're all talking and he's like, so did you like the movie? And I'm asking her, I, felt, I don't even want to know you anymore. Cause in my head, I'm thinking, okay, yes, it wasn't like an official date, but why wouldn't you tell her like, yo, like, I don't know, like, but he was just like going with it. So I'm just frustrated. Like you didn't even try to get to know me, you know? So anyways, it was horrible. Like it just did not work out that night. We, we just went our separate ways. And so my sister was like, okay, well, let's try again. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll go out without your friend. So um, we go to, where was it, the fair or? Yeah, we went to a carnival. Yes, a carnival. So we went to a carnival and that night was the best. He, like, we had a chance to get to know one another, we were laughing, we had this humor. It was just, it was an amazing time. So that was kind of like the do-over that I got you know, to make me say, okay, this guy, I like him. Like he's, he's fun and he gets me. Oh, I just say in my defense, Melissa, there's no defense here. I, I <laughs> did not know. First of all, I wasn't exactly sure which one the sister was at first. My brother was so into Isabel. This is true. My brother was so into Isabel at the time. He does not make it clear. Once I realized because of complexion and all that stuff, I'm like, okay. I was well, going to say, how can you yeah. not see that me and Isabel have the same face? So yeah. then I assume, well, I guess the sister, she don't want to be bothered. Maybe they brought this other girl for me because the sister really wasn't that interested. I have no clue. I didn't invite her over to the lap of luxury. <laughs> she just planted herself in the, in the throne. How was I supposed to know? <laughs> and I'm 16. I'm like, I'm the man. This is incredible. <laughs> I had no clue I was ruining things. Oh, that is so funny. Were you still friends with the friend afterward? I honestly cannot remember any ever interacting with her again after that. And that would be the correct answer because <laughs> I wasn't sure where to take it, but correct. Because girl, what? Girl, what? I said, who does that? Right. Girl, bye. Okay, so you're 16, and then, so you guys have dated from 16 till when does the engagement happen? So we dated, like, off and on throughout the rest of high school. Uh -huh. So I guess you could say we were high school sweethearts, but we didn't go to the same school. Okay. So we, um, babe, when did, we dated off and on until. Almost seven years. Yeah. Okay, so what is that? 21, 22? Yes. 23? Because then he proposed to me. Okay, so take us through the proposal. No, it was 2002 to almost 2009. No. No? No. We, got so we were married by then. Yeah. Wait, what year did you guys get married? 
2005. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Also, yeah. maybe we only dated for like three years. We met in 2001. I graduated 2002. Oh, but you're right. 2001 is when you started, you know, hooking, reeling me in. Oh, Christabel said, listen, if you like it, then you better put a ring on it. If you, I'm not mad because these are the these are the options for church girls. Hey, 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 what are we doing? What are we doing? What are well, we doing? So you want to tell when you when you came to see me in college and you you gave me the special wink? We'll, we will bypass that story because she's asking about the proposal. Oh, okay. We can rewind it back. Say, you can take it wherever you again, want to go. Brandon Clack minding his own business. <laughs> And Christabel throws me the alley-oop of a lifetime. Oh, wait, we have to hear it, Christabel. We have to hear it. We have to hear it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, fine. So, you know, good Christian girl. I'm, I didn't have sex until I was 18. Okay. Um, so, anyways, he went off to college, and I was thinking, okay, if he goes to college and then he goes overseas because he was talking about going overseas uh, to play basketball, which meant potentially getting – picked up you know for the nba or whatever from the d league at what is it it's the g league now but it was g, g league. now yeah but yeah so he was in college and i went up to visit him and then one night i just was like you could get this like <laughs> you could get this when i tell you i was so surprised i said you are you are offering me free entrance into the amusement park and I can get on all the rides. I said, all the rides for free? For free? For free? For, for I can't believe me? it. Listen, I tell you, I was just as shocked. I had oh those three and a half minutes and those 13 pumps. <laughs> I gave it all I had. Did you guys go to the same college? No, no. no. Isabel came to visit me and my brother. Oh, I see. So we went to visit them. I see. Wait, so Isabel and your brother dated for a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now they dated for almost seven years. Wow. That's, yeah. That's a long time. Okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, it became official. And then, <laughs> and then how far apart are you guys living at this time? If you're going to different colleges. Oh, she definitely broke up with me before she left. Hello? Listen, let me tell you. Brandon gonna spill the tea, okay? Oh, okay, are we fast 40? Yeah. Hold on. Let's just press pause. I have one more thing to add. She broke up with me. Why? <laughs> For what? Yeah. She's like, I got other interests. I'm out of here. I got other options. You wasn't moving I fast did. enough. There, there are other burger joints to get in the drive-thru. <laughs> oh, with. my God. Yeah, I was a little wild. I really was. You was rebelling against your church upbringing? <laughs> okay so you broke up and then so what rekindles the relationship I'll take it from here her birthday she wanted to go to Houston my mom lived in Houston at the time Okay, so we go to Houston and I don't really remember what we did um, I don't know if we went out to dinner or what I don't know who knows uh, but we go back to my we mom's didn't house have money. yeah we couldn't have done anything but drive around. <laughs> and then we just dro drove around, just yeah. listen to music and waste gas. So we're driving around for her birthday doing nothing. By the time, so clearly she had other plans for her birthday if it wasn't for dinner, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So we get back to my mom's house and she was like, hey, I got another one of those free tickets for you to get back into the amusement park. And I said, great. You know, I'm, I'm all in. I'm tall enough for all the rides. So <laughs> we have sex that night. And that was the night that Zion is now officially on the way. Somewhere in me, Melissa, I just thought God's gonna grab that spillage <laughs> and just scoop it, for, just, just grab it up out of there, and I will be exempt. But I was not. You were trying to play that Psalms, is it Psalms 91? What's the prayer of protection? But but in this <laughs> way, if you could just protect me in. Take that. <laughs> you did not. And like, Three months, two, three months go by. We're back in San Antonio and I'm getting ready to go back to school because there is a team overseas. I've got to average X amount of points, X amount of rebounds, and then I'll have an opportunity to try out and play overseas, right? So I go back to San Antonio uh, for the summer and 
I go over to visit her and she's like, I haven't been feeling well. I was like, let me go get you a test. Cause Hey, I was in there with no raincoat. I was just in there. <laughs> let me just go get you a test. We go and get a test. My hand to God. Now this is the truth. She takes that test and you can hear in the bathroom. Crash, crash, throw, throw, break glass, toothbrush, toothbrush. Sink coming on. She tore, she beat the crap out of that bathroom. <laughs> I was like, are you okay? And she said, go home. And I was like, oh my God. And that's the truth. Say I'm lying. That's the truth. Yo, <laughs> Melissa, you know, as a church girl, born and raised in church, minister's daughter. Oh my God. Funny, the prospect. You know, we're all laughing and everything when he's going to get the test. Like, oh, what if I was pregnant? But when the reality set in, I was undone. Yeah. Like, I was like, there is no way that I can, like, what do I do? I knew I wasn't going to get an abortion, yeah. but I just was so, like, frustrated that I let this happen. Like, yeah. me, like, everyone knows who I am, you know? And um, that was just really scary. Yeah. That was, it was just, it was not good. So I, I woke up with him again. <laughs> Yeah, she tore, she tore the bathroom up, and uh, I go out the way down the curb because I have to have my brother pick me up. Hilarious. Her youngest sister, Claire, pats me on the shoulder and says, did you hear all that? I said, yeah. She said, guess you're going to be a dad, huh? I said, yeah. She's like, all right. Well, let me know if your brother makes it. Claire leaves me, goes right back inside. Savage. So I'm outside by myself. I try to go get a job at Taco Cabana because now I'm freaking out. Obviously it's like 1 a.m. They're not even open. And she and I start talking uh, in my head. I'm like, well, I had this weird complex. I did not want another man to change Zion's diaper. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that bothered me, but I just did not feel it was right for a man to see my kid yeah. like that. Yeah. So in an attempt to do what was right, I called my scouts and my coach and I said, I'm not coming back to school. Shut up. My girlfriend got pregnant, even though I was lying, I was speaking by faith. I said, my girlfriend got pregnant and I'm just gonna have to go. And they're like, oh my gosh, please reconsider. You, you probably need to be in school. You need to stay with us. I mean, they were trying. Yeah. I just, I wasn't having it, hung up. And um, time goes on and we go to a place. I told him he was crazy. Oh, for yeah, not taking the opportunity. No, I was like, this is this is what you have been praying for. Like she wouldn't come with me. I couldn't. And I was like, I'm not gonna go. I was like, absolutely not. You can come and visit. Like I'm not going. But and by all means. That's what confused me. I can come and visit Zion. That don't even make sense to me. Right. You, I'm not a I, I mean, technically I am a baby daddy, but you no, because I grew up around a lot of strong men. Mm -hmm. I don't have um, the absentee father, no shade to anybody that does. That's just not my story. Right. I, I remember my great grandfather. I know all my uncles, my grandfather, my dad, you know, clack men, they're very present men. Mm -hmm. So they were looking at me like, well, clearly it's not like you don't have an example of what to do. Right. So we go to the tower of Americas and she is massive at this point. It's because I mean, Zion is in there. No <laughs> denying it. And I spent, it was uh, Valentine's of, Day. Valentine's Day. I had just gotten in a car accident. Oh. So I'm using the money from the settlement <laughs> to buy the best $1,200 ring. Come I on. Can buy. Yes. We're in the Tower of Americas, which is a revolving restaurant. Valentine's Day. She has devoured the meal. I mean, she had a good time up until this point. I said, <clears throat> if you would have me. I would like you to be my wife. We raised this baby together. She says, yes, oh. she cries. She takes the ring. We hug, we kiss, we laugh. We have a great night. Melissa, the next <laughs> no. day. The next day she calls. Not only are we not getting married, I never loved you. We will never be together. I will not keep you from your child, but this is it. We are over. It is over. Come get your ring. And I'm devastated. Oh, I'm devastated said, for old you. What happened to you in 24? I left you at 1 a.m. It's 10. Did you have a, what happened? 
She's like, don't ask me what happened. It's over. So my brother goes over, gets the ring, and we go to the mall. We get the money back. They won't give me back. Well, they won't give me back the money. Oh. It, uh, you can only have back uh, in-store credit. Oh. I buy a pair of diamond earrings. My brother says, hey, man, I'm going to the club tonight. Can I wear your earrings? Melissa. He wore the earrings, lost them at the club that oh night. Oh, my God. <laughs> he ain't got no wife and no money. Girl, no. what? My last $1,200 got lost. Still don't know where those earrings are in that club. Who knows? Listen, it's a lot of things happening right now that I just want to hug old you because what now Christabel you gotta explain yourself because what had happened in nine hours of restful sleep <laughs> I'm telling you Melissa I was I was wild number one I'm pregnant and I'm hormonal yes okay how old are you guys though at this point too oh uh 21 20 yeah 21? we're young 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 okay all mm-hmm. right so um I was hormonal. I, I didn't know, like my emotions were like, yes, I love him. I want to be with him. And then like, no, what if there's someone else? Like I just was, and then there was an ex-boyfriend oh. that was like, why would you get married? Like, are you sure? Like he planted seeds of- Girl, ain't that just like the devil? <laughs> He's actually a really nice guy now. <laughs> God bless him. God bless him to make me doubt I was making the right decision. And, you know, and so I was like, yeah, maybe you're right. So that's why I told him the next day, like, no, but I feel like the reason I had to act like I never loved him and I didn't want to be with him was it was, you know, it was that like, if I make him hate me, yeah, then I don't have to deal with this anymore because I knew deep down, like he really loved me. Yeah, he was and making he sacrifices. Really, I mean, he was chasing me. Oh, Brandon was out here trying to be a family man at a young age. You what? Girl, don't say no more. I quit this job. I don't want to do this. Scout, go find, go scout somebody else because I'm finna be somebody's father. Do you understand me? I need to grow up today. Why are you talking about basketball? That's a game. This is the game of life. Brandon wasn't playing no games. Christabel, you was out I'm here trying to you about the men in my family. That's they, that's they are beautiful. Very stand upish. They're very hey, we're not gonna make you feel bad, and we're not gonna call Zion a mistake. But there's some things you need to do. Yeah, that's beautiful. You loved her enough to lay with her. Love her enough to take care of her Shona. the rest of her life. Shona, that's that's yeah. They were on me. That's beautiful. And Christabel, you was out here trying to give this man a headache. I. When I think back, I'm like, what was wrong with me? (laughs) It was, it had to, like, God had to intervene because he's like, you're about to ruin what I'm sending you right now. That is so funny. So, fast forward um, a few months later, and I'm watching him be an amazing father. Mm. And I'm watching him, he stopped chasing me really started going after like the call of God on his life. And he was studying the Bible every day. He was fasting and praying. And I mean, just, he was in full flesh ministry. <laughs> and it really made my heart turn because I realized, man, he really is a good guy. Like he really loves God. He loves his daughter. He loves me, even though he ain't studying me right now. <laughs> like, and then it was everything like I just fell in love with him all over oh. again. Now tell her how it turned. Tell her how we ended up. Tell her how it turned. Here it comes. <laughs> so, you know, after all of that time, just watching him and seeing what an amazing guy he was, I asked him, he don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. He swears I asked him to marry me this time. I'm about to call Donnie right now. Donnie was there. He was there, dear. I didn't, though. I didn't say, will you marry me? I said, you if say? you ask me again, I will say yes this time. Aww. In my head, that was, will you marry me? me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what I heard. I got it right. I've given you a preemptive yes to the question I'm telling you to ask. <laughs> and then, Melissa, it happened again. The night, Well, I don't know if I should say this because, well, it happened again. 
Then someone else, the night we were supposed to get married, her mom was like, don't marry him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My mom, you don't need, you don't have to marry him just because you're pregnant. You don't need to do this. And I was like, at that point, I had, I was already resolved. Good for you. This is my. I've done, been there, done that. Not again. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So I said, I'm not marrying him because I'm pregnant. I'm. Or, or you know, or because we have a baby at the time, Zion was already here. Yeah, so, or because of his staff and rod, he didn't just want me for my body. <laughs> Get away! If I didn't know that you were related to Kev, I would think it was Brandon. Because <laughs> you are hysterical. <laughs> I'm having a good time. That is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom, you know, she they didn't come to the wedding. Shut up. Had a very small, intimate um, wedding in our pastor's office, and so it was just uh, Brandon, myself, um, my siblings. All of my siblings came, and my dad and my grandfather. They were there. They wanted to make sure. Yeah. Listen, I'll be the witness. Yeah, I'll sign to be the witness. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so my question is, did you guys have to move? Do you still live surrounded by family? Or have you moved from like where your fam, like out of the city that your family is in? Because I feel like sometimes when you have family, friends that are all in your relationship, that set you, one of the best things you can do, I was just talking to uh, my sister and her husband about this. One of the best things me and Kevin did was move away from family. So you're forced to like, let's figure this thing out together and take all the opinions of people out. For sure. So I would say like my entire family left our hometown, except my mom. My mom is still in San Antonio, but it was like, you know, we moved away. My older sister, Isabel moved away. Claire moved away. My brother moved away first. So it was like, once everybody was, gone and out you know it was like we didn't have those issues I don't want to say it was family my siblings never had any input or anything but I will say you know and mom if you ever see this I I love you um but she is the one that I always got the most resistance from yeah yeah about everything and so once we left it was kind of like we're in this together once he you know um we moved from San Antonio to Columbus so he could do Bible college. Um, and like during that time, I mean, we were poor, like dirt poor and just trying to make it by. So, so we, I mean, we had no one but each other and the girls. So we really were figuring it out and learning how to love each other, learning how to, you know, put each other first and figuring out how to make it work. Um, you know, without any input. So I feel like that was, Columbus was probably one of our biggest growth seasons for our marriage. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, uh, I don't want to say I feel like every marriage needs that because that might be unfair to people that can stay in their hometown. But I will say that I think for Kevin and I, it was one of the best decisions uh, I think we made for not only ourselves um, uh, in our marriage, but also professionally. I think moving also allows you, you try different things, you explore different things, you have to create a new network, you have to, you know, do different things, you're meeting new people. And so all of that allows you to to be a grown up. Like, I'm not in my hometown doing the things and going to these places just because they're familiar to me and they're the people that I knew and I grew up with. Like, I can decide actually I don't like this church and I'm gonna leave because I'm the I'm the grown-up here so I can do that I always say grown-up because it always sounds childish and I feel like sometimes even (laughs) at 40 I'm like who allowed me to be the grown-up who who allowed me to be the the grown-up in the room because girl I need help but like you get to make all of these decisions and you're making them together and I think it fortifies a foundation um, that's different than the foundation you may have had in the place that you both grew up in. If that, if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. 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 100%. Brandon, I thought you had something on your mind, but if not. Yeah. I, I, not only was it Columbus, but even now where we live um, in Olive Branch, Mississippi, um, I think at this point it's going to be hard to make us move around family now. 
there, there's just so much uh, peace. Yeah. And that not that family is always a burden, um, but it's the, the volume isn't as loud now. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Because the closer you get to family, listen, somebody calling with some tea. And sometimes it's good. Who did what? And sometimes it's, girl, get off my phone with this foolishness. Get off my phone with which this is Which is funny, a side note, which was funny when we found out that Christabel is Kevin's aunt. Because I remember that living in San Antonio. And I remember her mother talking about it. And I said, well, wait a minute. They're the same age. I'm, I'm confused. And I was like, oh, no, Mr. Frederick. Oh, oh I think I get it now. And I was like, my, so here is the worst, and I hate it, and I try to make him stop, and he refuses. So maybe you can help. Every time Kevin calls me or texts me or reaches out to me, he has to call me Uncle Brandon, and I die. I said, Kevin, we the same age. Dude, call me that. Well, you're the uncle. You're the uncle. I'm like, don't you cringe a little bit? I'm not supposed to be your uncle. He is such a troll. Kevin is a troll. Oh, I, I cringe every time. Yes, it every cracks time. me up. Like seriously, he is, is such people a people are always that is always the question. How are you his aunt? And I'm like, listen, don't worry about that. Don't worry about the details. I said his, I'm his aunt now. Shut up and leave you alone. Take it for what it is and keep it moving. I have an aunt that I am older than. Wow. And get this, her name is my sister's name. I know you lie. Oh wow. <laughs> Grandpa, you couldn't my design? I don't the thing of I don't know. There's so many names available. Why would you choose your granddaughter's name? I'm confused. Cause they're actually they're about the same age. She I'm older than her, so she probably is my my sister's name is Monique. They're probably Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I can imagine the phone call you're talking about because when I found out I was on my hands and fingers. One, two, three. How old you say she was? <laughs> what year was it? Like not, this math don't math all the way. Is anybody else confused? I listen to me. I love it. You guys are such amazing people. I love um, what you guys are doing. Obviously in ministry, but what you represent. I think is most important to me as a church girl who grew up in the wave of the purity culture, trying to, and I don't want to say trying, like it's still so hard for me, but there are moments where the old habits, they die hard. And those, you know, the mindsets are there. And so to see, um, I said this during the pre-production, we often look at our pastors and our first ladies as asexual. And I think seeing a couple um, that's in the Christian world and beyond just being Christians in the position of pastor and first lady embrace the sexuality that is God given is a beautiful thing and something that I think a lot more Christians, especially young Christians and people that are coming up um, should see. So you don't only think of, and this is like one of my biggest issues. We always, I mean, the world in general, we're always talking about sexuality and how the world has taken it and it's perverted and it's this and it's that. And it's like, why have we given the world ownership of sex when God is the one who created it? And then when we see it done in the environment in which God designed under the covenant of marriage, we want to demonize that. It was God's first. And I'm doing it in the way he designed. And, and now this is wrong. We Somewhere along the way, we got it confused. Somewhere along the we got it wrong. And so to see that, I... I appreciate it. I really, really, really do. I don't know, you know, folks be feeling a certain type of way and in comments, folks can get real, real, you know, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But I want to let you know, for me personally, I'm rooting this on. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I, I thought to myself, Melissa, if, if Mike Todd and I are good friends, mm -hmm. and I thought to myself, if they're mad at what he and his wife wore on their vacation, they would crucify Christabel Clinic. <laughs> Girl, you would not survive if. <laughs> no, no, no. I listen. 
you got to be somebody's wife, okay? So if you mad, it's because this outfit ain't for you. That's it. That's all. This outfit is because, number one, I'm on vacation, okay? And number two, while I'm on vacation, I need to be not with the pastor. I need to be with my man. And if you're not able to differentiate and take those hats off, that's why we think of our pastor and first lady as asexual. Like, no. It's true. I'm not trying to, listen, I'm not trying to be with my husband who is also a pastor and we laying down at night, he's trying to pastor me. And I'm not saying that sometimes you don't need your husband to pastor you because sometimes I do need you to be my pastor, okay? I'm gonna need you to offer me some words of wisdom, some encouragement that only a pastor can give. I got that. But on occasion, and even then, I'm gonna need you to remember that the man I married, his name is Brandon. Yeah. I ain't calling him pastor in the bedroom. I'm not, I'm not calling him pastor. But you do say yes. Okay. Do. <laughs> but I, I, I love it. And I think it is a necessary representation in the body of Christ that we just do not, um, we do not see. So yeah. that's just for me personally. All right. Do you have anything you want? Oh, I do always like to ask this question. If you can give your married self one piece of advice your younger married self one piece of advice what would it be and either one of you can go once you have the words um don't force her to clean as much as you do (laughs) i grew up like in the black full house I grew up like with the black Danny Tanner and everything was clean with my mom and dad. It just, it was, it was just unnecessary. Got it. I thought that's how the world was. So wait a minute, wait a minute. I need to understand your dynamics. Okay. Who we always talk about this like chitin string analogy where Kev is the, the kite in our um, relationship. He's the dreamer and I'm the string. I'm the more like stable one. I'm the more realistic one. So of the two, who is who with y'all? She's Kevin. <laughs> it's in their family. That's the blood. I'm huh? more you. That's the bloodline. That that was a big in the clouds. <laughs> really? I, I do like I feel like because I'm a creative, um, I think sometimes important things are not important to me. You know, but for him, you know, like he said, he was raised in in a house that was like spick and span at all times. If company came over, you know, it was ready. And I grew up in a house where, you know, you spot clean, you know, and then you throw everything in the closet. And, you know, so my, you know, thought process in marriage, I didn't change that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so when I went into marriage, I wasn't ready because I also wasn't ready to die to myself. That's good. Mm-hmm. I was still stubborn and still holding on to my way. And I would get mad at him if he didn't want to do things my way. Mm-hmm. And I would be frustrated and we would fight and then we wouldn't talk for seven days straight because I didn't get my way. Right. And so I had to realize, you know, I, I, this it's me. It's yeah. me or Lord. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so I, I had to find a way to, you know, kill the the me, you know, the everything I want my way. And so as much as I didn't enjoy cleaning or cooking, I never even learned how to do those things very well. I started realizing this is what my husband needs or enjoys. Yeah. Or like that his love language acts of service so those things are they trump buying him a gift or telling him i love him like if i would just if he would just come home from work and the house was clean i i just i mean i i might as well have been standing there naked yeah you know yeah I mean? like that is what would blow his mind because <laughs> that's just you know so i guess all of that mine would be um learn how to I don't know. I mean, I don't like saying compromise, but learn how to, how to crucify your desire to have everything your way. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. 
Wait, why don't you like the word compromise? I'll end on this. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I guess compromise is the word that everyone uses, but I feel like compromise sounds like I'm just not getting my way this time. Oh, I see. I see. I see. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but I guess just learning how to make your life satisfactory without being mad that it wasn't your way. Yeah. You know what? Okay. You're doing a couple things and sometimes I uh, talk with my hands. So I'm going to tell you what I hear you saying, even though this isn't what you're saying, you can tell me if I'm right. So number one, you keep doing this. So what I keep the uh, word that comes to mind is like how to integrate your lives in a way that isn't selfish. Yes. Okay. That's what I heard you say. Very good. All right. I like it. I love it. All right. Thank you guys. This was fun. I'm really sad actually that Kev missed this. I actually really am, but I am glad that I was able to talk to you guys and get to know you guys a little bit better because I've only met you guys like a handful of times in the 20 years I've been married to Kev. Yeah. That's crazy than a mug. It is. Low key. We might need to fix that. Uh, and I'll make sure we're renewing our vows for, listen, I said 20 years, it's 19. Don't do the math. Y'all know what we rounding up around these parts. Okay. Just know, you know what I meant. Uh, we're renewing our vows next year. I'll make sure I send you guys an invitation. Please do. I yeah. Would it's, um, Chad, I was about to give all the information. Like I can't don't do it. Like girl, relax. I'm going to send it to y'all. Cause I can talk to y'all personally. Okay. Then. That's it. That's all. All right. You're about to have the world there. Yes! So this it's gonna be at like this day on this time, this the venue. Girl, shut up. Yes, like girl, relax. Do that later. Uh can you tell the people where to um find you on social media? Um, I would ask for events, but I don't know when this is gonna happen. So don't worry about that because it probably is going to have passed by that time so just tell the people where they can um find you on social media and your church uh where it's located and um if you have a social site for the church as well yep tell them dear okay um my you can follow me across all platforms at christabel clack my first and last name um and our church is reformation memphis we are located in in the Raleigh Memphis area and I think that's it for me. Yep, for me, it's Brandon J. Clack on everything I got. Very good. Thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. Thank you guys great. to our Marriage Be Hard uh, podcast audience. It's the first time I said this, so I stumbled over it a little bit. But to y'all, thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.